in the same way that a playbook provides a coach the ability to call plays during game time to strategically defeat their opponent. I hope to bring you guys options to install in your own playbook for life so that when game time approaches, you too have an array of strategies and options to call on to defeat doubt and create a life defined by passion. Welcome to the Passion Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Warren G, and here I will be having conversations with individuals who have found success engineering a life molded by their passion and how they developed and used their own unique processes to do so. On this episode of Passion Playbook Podcast, I will be having a conversation with founder of VU Dream and host of a global top 100 podcast, Humans 2.0, Mark Metry. In today's conversation, Mark opens up about his background and the development of his story and how he went through a period of transformation that completely altered the direction of his life and entrepreneurial journey. Join me now on the Passion Playbook Podcast. Welcome to the Passion Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Warren G. And on today's episode, we have the absolute pleasure of hosting founder of VU Dream and podcast host of a top 100 podcast, Humans 2.0, Mark Metry. Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing, sir? Dude, I'm doing awesome, man. And it's my pleasure to be on here. Totally ready to crush it with you. Yes, sir. And I'm excited to have you on here and I'm ready to learn from you, man. So before we get started, I'm going to just start off with a couple rapid fire questions just to get things started. Um, and then we'll just I like that. Jump right into it from there. <laughs> Let's do it, man. All right. So first question, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? The ability to learn things faster. Um, yeah, I mean, like I was watching this Bill Gates clip and it's like, you know, one of the richest men in the world. He also said that. And it's like, that is the meta power to have because any obstacle, any issue you know, you can learn your way through it. So most certainly. I love that you already had that answer ready as though you already knew what you what you wanted your superpower to be. <laughs> Dude, I've literally been thinking about it for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question, man. So who is your favorite sports team or player? Yeah, man. So you know, I'm up here in uh, in Boston. So yes, sir. You know, we got the the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Celtics. You know, sports here is basically like a religion. Um, <laughs> you, you, you really do not have a choice. And, um, you know, believe it or not, like when I was um, like when I was growing up, like I kind of I wasn't really an athletic person. I was a I wasn't a sports kind of guy. But, you know, when I was younger, I just began to get into like, you know, the, the Boston Red Sox. I don't know if you're familiar with baseball. Yes, sir. Just as a kind of way to like, um, you know, find myself on a quick side note. Do you know who, uh, do you know who Wade Boggs is? The name sounds like very familiar, especially the last name. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a, he's like an iconic, uh, Red Sox player, but, uh, yeah, dude, believe it or not, I'm actually going to his birthday party today. What? So that should be fun. That yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So next question, if you can meet any celebrity, who would it be and why? Yeah, um, that's a great, great, great question, man. So I would probably want to meet like, uh, hmm, this is so tough because I literally have a list of people that I'm like trying to meet. But I mean, to me, like number one person, at least that comes to my mind right now is Will Smith, just because of like 
you know, Will Smith is not like a, he's not like a one hit wonder. He's not a dude who just got lucky on a couple movies. Yep. He's like constantly showing up. And like, if you look at, you know, what he's doing on online, like on his YouTube and like all the stuff that he's doing today, like he's yeah. in it for the long game. And, Certainly. you know, you know, he's, he, Will Smith also has this quote and it's like, it's about taking responsibility over your life. Mm. And what he goes on to say is that, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be your fault. It, it's not your fault that, you know, this happened to you, or it's not your fault that this person did this to you, but it is for damn sure your responsibility to own that in your own hands and turn it around because within responsibility lies power. So Will Smith, a hundred thousand percent. Man, that is a, that's actually the second time I've gotten that answer on this show. And <laughs> your reasoning for wanting to meet him was, I mean, it was very similar, but also very different. And I, I, I love that you quoted him in that because that was an amazing quote right there. That was the perfect quote to you <laughs> for wanting to meet Will Smith. So man, just jumping right into it. Um, if you don't mind kind of telling people a little bit about, I've had the pleasure now to kind of um, hear your story after having a conversation with you. And then also I've kind of just been watching you from LinkedIn and from Instagram. And so I've kind of had the opportunity to know a little bit more about your background and your story. But if you don't mind kind of just open up a little bit of, um, to the listeners about your background and your story and like kind of where you came from and how you got to where you are. Yeah, man. So I grew up in uh, Boston, East Coast. My parents immigrated from Egypt a uh, year before I was born. And, you know, they came into this country with like $200 in their pocket. They didn't really know anybody, no language. And so for me, you know, I was born here in, in America and, um, you know, we, we kind of grew up in a not so great area. We grew up on government housing. We grew up on uh, food stamps. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a great, great childhood, but, you know, for, for one reason or not, you know, I definitely had a, a source of uh, existential stress and uh, I had some health issues combined with, um, you know, we ended up moving schools and, you know, one of the schools that we ended up moving to later on in which I kind of grew up in throughout high school was this pretty like, you know, affluent school. Uh, I was not affluent and, you know, there was no diversity at that school. So everyone there was white. I was one of maybe two other people in the entire school um, that weren't like that. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, because I'm racist or anything, but <laughs> it's really because of like, you know, now knowing what I know, you know, you take a kid with some health issues, you know, doesn't look like anybody physically around them, mm. you know, doesn't feel the same inside, doesn't have the same amount of money, doesn't come from the same kind of family, you know, they can get alienated. And so like, you know, for me, man, like my big thing was like, social anxiety and you know that eventually kind of led me to you know like lying to myself not being honest um distorting reality itself because you know what i learned is that you know when you lie to yourself or when you lie to other people the moment you do that you actually create like this parallel reality where you value the other person's opinion over you wow and as I began to go down that rabbit hole, man, it eventually, you know, took me to this turning point when I was like 18 years old and I'm 21 right now, by the way, where I was over like 200 pounds. I, I, I was obese. I was um, depressed on top of that, even at times suicidal. My social anxiety got way worse. I was just 
trying to like socially isolate myself from everyone and everything. Um, and then like, I just kind of began to understand some things and just kind of like went home and blew my entire life up and just kind of like began treading this path of taking responsibility, taking action, prioritizing health, uh, trying to work on myself, trying to work on the future. Um, and yeah. And then, you know, today, like, like you said, I have a top 100 podcast. I'm, I'm interviewing people that I would have never dreamed to be talking of. My business is doing collaborations with fortune 500 companies. I was featured on Forbes and it's just like a crazy, crazy, crazy time to be alive, but that's kind of like on the surface level. Man, wow, and it's 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 really amazing to hear your story, Mark. Um, and 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 hear just even with my own story, some of the similarities in terms of you know going to a very affluent school mm. where I was very similar in your situation. I was one of maybe three or four um, minority students at the school, and again, the school was very affluent, extremely mm. affluent. Um, and then hearing you having to battle through the very the various you know social anxieties and the different thoughts that you had to go through during that time in order to try to defeat the different things that were kind of coming at you and to hear you uh, get through all of that and then to be in the place that you are now is is extremely inspiring honestly man and and I'm just I'm I'm amazed at at, at how much you've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time after coming into the understanding of yourself and awareness of yourself. So if you can kind of just Thank talk you, a little bit more about, so you, 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 you kind of talked about the fact that, you know, you start to see a couple different things about your life and you began to make some changes. What things did you kind of come into the realization of um, that kind of began that change for you? Yeah. Yeah. Great question, man. Great question. So, um, so here's the thing, right? I, you know, when I look back at my life and I'm like, you know, why like why didn't i change before why did i have to have like this sort of falling out moment and you know the matter of the fact is i wasn't actually feeling the pain i wasn't actually feeling the consequences of the decisions of my life and what i mean by that is that you know it's you know like th throughout the day man you know and i'll uh, throughout the day it's like we have the ability to distract ourselves with, with anything, right. You can, and in a good way too, like you can yeah. distract yourself with like a, you know, taking a walk with your friend, yeah. you know, you could eat some food, you could, you know, I don't know, go for a drive. You could play a sport. Um, and then there's obviously potentially more abusive and darker ways to distract yourself. Like, you know, watching Netflix for eight hours a day or binge eating food or doing some kind of drug or doing something with somebody that, you know, you shouldn't, you know, be doing. Certainly. And it's like, you know, like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go a certain place with you, man. I don't really do this on a lot of podcasts, but like, when I look back at my life, I was always, always, always distracting myself, whether it was with video games or, or with certain things. And then here's the thing, in the times where you can't distract yourself, basically, which is when you're going to fall asleep at nighttime, it's just you your brain, your mind, you're alone with your own thoughts. You know, for me, I had, I, I literally couldn't sleep as a kid. Like there were some nights where I would literally be awake. I'm not even joking for like eight hours straight. Wow. And then here's the thing, the times where I did fall asleep, you know what would happen? I'd actually pee my bed. I would piss my bed, even up until like, like graduating high school, like when I was 18 years old. 
um, it never stopped. And, you know, what I began to realize is that, you know, the, the, the mind will try to confront this pain, but if you're constantly distracting it, it's going to put you in that position at night to where you can't run away from it anymore. And to me, I was doing that. And the fear got so bad that, you know, what happens when the nervous system, what happens when the brain, you know, it goes into some sort of like fight or flight or some kind of extreme kind of pain. Generally speaking, it it, it urinates itself. It it lets go of its, um, you know, various bodily systems. And it's like, that happened to me so often, like maybe like, man, like maybe like three out of the five days of the week, something crazy like that. And so like, I was, I was going through that. And like the moment when I actually began to understand that I can't just, you know, run away with this stuff, or I can't mask it with, you know, a drug or binge eating, and I actually just have to face it and face the entirety of it. And of the situation, that's when things started to shift for me. And like, I'll tell you at first, it was so, so, so painful. And it's, it's kind of like this, um, like this visualization of you kind of like reincarnating like a phoenix, like you have to burn through the ashes and, you know, let go of who you thought you were in order to be able to create a new version of yourself. And so for me, the moment where I began to understand that is when I, you know, began to move towards truth which I sort of a little bit just talked about before of like, you know, man, like truth is the panacea. Like I had to, I had to get truthful. I'm like, wait, who, who is this Mark Metry guy? Like the, the beliefs that I have, the, you know, the different constructs that I have in my mind, are those actually true? You know, what's going on in the world? And so for me, those two things of like, understanding the pain of, of, of now combined with the truth. And then at the same time, feeling and understanding the pain of the potential future. And what I mean by that is, is saying like, you know, you know, using, using my neocortex, the, the, the part of our brain that we're all gifted with of being able to imagine things in the future that generally goes towards anxiety to be able to take that and be like, wait, wait. So, okay. So Mark, you're, you're this 18 year old kid right now. You, you're starting to realize you have all these certain sort and sorts of issues about your life. Now, Mark, I want you to project that 10 years down the road, you as a 30 year old, and you haven't fixed these problems. Imagine how much worse your life is going to be. And when I did those things that like started to give me like the, the, the desire, the, you know, kind of set the, the fire in my belly to get started. And, you know, Warren, the thing for me that was like the real gateway, what I really had to do to kind of kick the door to discovering myself was really um, health, food, nutrition. Um, You know, like I said, I had grown up with uh, a couple health issues like chronic illnesses, Uh, a lot of things that kids today in America have like asthma, ADHD, um, insomnia, IBS, appendicitis, some digestive type issues. And, you know, I had faced those my entire life. And, you know, when I began to look at myself in the mirror in my darkest times and just kind of look at the physical aspect of me weighing over 200 pounds, you know, I was just like, you know, I don't even know what's wrong because I couldn't really comprehend and understand it to the level that I'm talking to you about it today. But I was just like, I've got to change something like physically. 
And so I began to do like research online of like, you know, what, what's the best foods to eat, what not to eat. That kind of like led me stumbling into um, like a biohacking and bulletproof and understanding that, you know, my brain was constantly under uh, inflammation. And what happened to me, man, is like the, the second that I began to understand that, oh, wow, food actually has an effect on your physiology aside from just making you fat. It actually affects your, your mood, your focus, your uh, level of fatigue, your, um, your openness to things, your ability to think, your ability, your brain's ability to grow and move past issues and, and traumas. The moment when I understand that, man, everything began to change because you know, those moments when I was a young kid in class and I couldn't keep my eyes open or when the teacher said something like 10 times, but I still couldn't remember or, or be focused or when that person came up to me and sat next to me in the classroom. And instead of introducing myself, I just kind of like shied away and just stayed in my seat. I began to realize that was actually because of my biology. That was actually because of my physiology. And oh. it, it went from this, this kind of like moral failure of like, wow, Mark, you're this kid that has anxiety, like you're such a loser, to, oh, wow, this is actually happening because I'm not giving my body and brain the right resources. And so for me, once I began to eat right, my, my food right, I began to go on a diet that um, uh, favors uh, mental performance and decreased inflammation. And that was basically just eating like a, a ton of vegetables, some fruits, nuts, seeds, healthy um fats and and protein cutting out all the processed crap cutting out all the sugar cutting out basically everything that came in a box or a bag that is when everything began to crack open for me i ended up like you know losing the weight in a very short amount of time i had this moment in my life where it felt like my brain turned on for the first time i i went into um this uh this this thing called the state of ketosis and it's basically where your body stops being fed off from glucose and just uh, ketones fats. And when that happened, like my mind just completely opened up. I had like these series of revelations where I began to understand that life is all about taking responsibility. And the moment that you can realize that, the moment you realize that it's all in your hands. And it's like, you know, you look back at your life, you see all the good things you see all the bad things and you realize it's all your responsibility, even if it's not your fault, like we talked about before. And when I begin to understand that, that like literally just set me on the race. Like I remember the day it was November 13th, 2016, man. Ever since that, I just like began to consistently look for th new things to do. And that's how I stumbled across like new habits that I began to implement every single day, like journaling, uh, meditation. Um, and then that's when I started to like read books, listen to podcasts, um, yoga, just all sorts of things, man. And eventually that led me to, you know, what I'm doing today. <laughs> man, Mark, that is truly, I think for me, because listening to you go kind of, you know, a little bit more de in depth about your story and, and, and what specific things happened during that time and what part, like what things you had to change about yourself and your life. Um, I hear a lot of things again, within your story that are very similar to mine in terms of you, you talked about how, you know, you began to change a lot of your habits and it really cracked your mind open in terms of being able to understand a lot more about yourself. 
um, being able to see your own value, being able to um, learn things that that you cared about um, and that you eventually became extremely passionate about, obviously. Uh, it, it's really, but I guess the part of it that's more impressive for me more so is the, um, even though I started this journey very similar to you and in, 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 um, in terms of coming into that awareness of self and then really beginning to change habits and really starting to see the results of, of my, of my, of my labor. Um, what's more impressive about your story is the fact that you did it at such a young age. You you figured these things out at such a young age and you really put them into play. And obviously they began to work for you because you wouldn't be where you are now if they didn't work, you know? So hearing you say these things is not only inspiring, but it's extremely impressionable because it, because of how you went about it. The fact that you just, you know, you made that decision, you, you figured and you saw that, you know, things in your life weren't exactly what you wanted them to be. And you, like you said, you took responsibility for your life and it's obviously fared you very well, man. So hearing you say this, yeah. it's, it's amazing, man. It really is. Um, Thank so you, man. Like what I, yeah, I mean, real quick, like what I'll say on that is like, you know, obviously people tell me that all the time, right? They take a look at my age. They say, wow, you, you figured this out. You're doing this super early. And it's like, yeah, man, like I, I know I'm a, you know, 21 year old kid and I, I literally haven't even started yet for sure, for sure. Um, but, but what my mind instantly thinks of is like, you know, I like, dude, I was not living my life basically, basically from ages seven to, to 18. Yeah. And it's like, when you live just a mode, a, an operating system, a lifestyle that is literally not yours, mm. it literally feels like you've lived an entire lifetime. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I am super young. I've only lived here. I've been on this planet for 21 years. But like for the first 18 years or so, and obviously it, it all wasn't bad, right? Like I'm, I'm not trying to say that I'm some kind of like, you know, like worst case scenario or like I'm some kind of statistic. Like, no, dude, I had an amazing life. I have great parents. But, you know, I think like all of us, we all have certain struggles. And I think, you yeah. know, this time and place and sort of like the world in 2019 where like the stigma is being removed or, you know, we're now enabled to talk about different and different topics like I just happen to be you know alive in this time where what I'm talking about what I love talking about is acceptable and it's just like you know yeah I'm super 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 young for sure but it's like man I I've like I've lived a completely different version of my life for for almost a decade and I and I know the difference a lot of people say oh like how you know people say like oh how do you know what you're doing is like success or right and it's like you know, like I've, uh, you know, I haven't been living this way, like my entire life at all. Like if you saw me like three years ago, really, um, if you saw me three years ago, obviously physically you, you'd be able to tell a difference, but more importantly, mentally, man, yes. I didn't know what the words like mindset, success, mm -hmm. loving yourself. I didn't know what any of that stuff. I had never even heard of that stuff up until like when I began this journey. And so it's like, yeah, I am super young and I, I did get very lucky compared to a lot of people out there, but it's just like, man, dude, the, the technology is here today that, you know, gives us the ability to learn from the most successful people, even if we're not even, even close to them geographically. Honestly, man, it, again, <laughs> and I, I hear you in terms of, especially when you talk about, you know, there was a, a almost a decade of your life that you lived that wasn't you it was almost, and then it feels like a lifetime and 
even even though you know I'm I'm 24, I'm a little bit older. Um, very much like you, I face a lot of the 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 you know people saying, "Wow, you're so young and you're doing these different things. How you can, how can you keep up? How how can how can you know that you're being that what you're doing is going to be lead to success? It's tough, um, and especially knowing that you know, like you said, a couple of years ago, I didn't even know what the word you know. Uh, perspective or, or, or yeah, I didn't even understand what shifting perspective was, you know what I mean? And so like, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy because you go through, a, it's a literal journey and it, it never really stops, but when it's, right. and it's crazy that you know the exact date that it started for you, because I do too. I know when, when mine <laughs> started for me as well. <laughs> and I, and, and you talk about the different things that you put in play in your life that really helped you get to, um, get to where you are and it makes me feel better about the things that I'm doing because like even this morning I know you posted a, a post on your Instagram of one of your old <laughs> and it's funny because I was actually this morning going through my journal um because I actually moved I just I finished one of my journals and I'm now moving into my second one and I was you know just flipping through and reminiscing I'm like wow the amount of mental growth like you said the mental aspect of how much mm. you grow during that time is is it's is absolutely crazy um so mm. Mark, if you can kind of just talk to us about like once you you made that shift and you began to change your your outlook and your perspective, um, and you began to put those habits in play, um, how did that in terms of creating productivity for your for your companies for your businesses and and mm. your investing into your passions, how did that begin to change your life? Like how how mm. how did you get your start into you know podcasting into be you dream yeah. put those habits into play? Dude, that's an awesome question, man. So. Um, yeah, it's a great, so I, so to kind of like put things in perspective, um, so I kind of had like this, my own version of rock bottom, um, th like this was probably towards like the end of 2015, very beginning of 2016, um, my perspective shifted and I slowly got on that path, like during the summer of 2016. And then like, I really had like, a you know, kind of like a line in between the sand, like November 2016, like I had told you. And the month after that in December, that's when I started the view dream. That's when I started my business. And it's like this for, you know, I, I did it for two, three. I mean, there's a ton of reasons, but you know, I'll kind of begin with like, you know, first and foremost, if I could have labeled myself as anybody when I was a young kid, it would be a business person. And so, you know, I, yeah, I did have a lot of social anxiety. I, you know, I did have my own health issues and whatnot, but here's the thing, man, like, like I, I have been selling stuff. I have been trying to exchange value. I have been kind of like on the whole entrepreneur lifestyle, quote unquote, since like the age of seven, I, I, you know, I'd go into my newspaper, I would cut out different baseball players. I'd glue them. Uh, stacked with other pieces of paper and I'd sell those to kids. Um, when I was about like 11 years old, I ended up making um, videos on the internet, YouTube videos. My channel ended up getting like 35,000 subscribers uh, at a time where YouTube wasn't really YouTube. And that began to enable me to, to make some money. Like I was, I was one of like the first few partners at like at YouTube as a content creator before they actually had a way for you to make money. Wow. Um, and then eventually like that led me to really unlocking at that age when I was a young kid, 12, the real power of the internet. And so dude, I literally like, I, I have lost count of all the businesses that I have started. Like at ages 12, man, I was just like, it was website, 
after website, after idea, after idea. It, it, it never ever ended to me and nor did I ever hear the word entrepreneur. It didn't even exist in my mind. Mm. Um, yeah, believe it or not, I, actually believe it or not, like I, I heard the word entrepreneur for the first time in my life when I was um, 18, 19, when I had started View Dream and I had started to gain a little bit of success and uh, somebody from the Huffington Post interviewed me and that's what he called me. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? I saw, I, I made a massive <laughs> fool out of myself right then and there. But it's like, you know, the point that I want to draw on is like, I've, I've been doing business, I've been launched businesses ever since I was a kid. And like when I was age 15, that's kind of when I had like my first big hit. When I was 15, I started to make six figures. I totally got me and my family out of poverty, started to do like crazy things. Um, but I still never really viewed myself as successful at the time. I had gained financial self-made success, but I had never viewed myself. And so for me, I like kept on thinking about that. And I was like, wait, what if I could start another business to almost like propel me forward? And I ended up, you know, settling on View Dream, which is a virtual reality, mixed reality uh, marketing agency for the sole reason of, or many reasons, but for the, one of the reasons of, I think VR is a great uh, exponential technology. And, you know, when I began to start this business, when I began to start this company, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a part of it of like, yeah, I'm going to grow this into a, 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 you know, a company that does awesome stuff around the world that, you know, has value, it makes value for its clients. But then also the reason why I started the business is I knew that's what would get me out of bed in the morning. Mm. I started it as sort of like a conquest. And kind of like saying like, yeah, you know, that the habits that I have, the, this new lifestyle that I'm doing, it's great, but it's also very hard. And what could be better than having like a massive reason for you to, you know, like get out of bed every day at 5am because, you know, you've got clients, you've got things to work on. You've got something bigger than yourself mm. to, to employ in. And it's like, I, you know, I began to do that. And then later, following kind of like the same concept in the middle of 2017, when I was well on my journey, I kind of began to get the same thoughts for the podcast. And I had, you know, I had been on this route and it's, you know, this, this route is very, very hard. And it's like, yes. unless you have, unless you have the right people that you're associated with, like odds are a lot of people are just going to quit or they're just going to take the easy way out. Certainly. And it's like, I began to sort of see that in myself. I, you know, I began to hit other problems, new problems that I didn't know um, I had at that time, problems that I had never faced. And like one of my potential solutions was like, okay, so Mark, you have learned that one of the greatest ways to learn anything is to have a direct conversation with somebody that is directly affiliated with that you know, whatever the thing is, like a real uh, practitioner, not a, not a theorist. Yes. And so I was like, how do I set up this system? How do I create this exchange where, and I had, I think I just turned 20 at the time, where I um, set up this system where I'm constantly being put in front of these people, but it's not in a way of me, you know, emailing somebody like, you know, Ed Milet, and saying like, yo, bro, I'm a 20 year old. Can I have 15 minutes to pick your brain? Because it's like, th there's a very, 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 very low percentage that 
somebody that busy, that successful will actually say yes to that. But I figured out like, Hey, if I can start like this podcast thing and build it up and then eventually be able to give something back to that person for giving me a certain, you know, number of minutes of their life to say like, Hey, you know, my, you know, I'm going to get this out there. Like my audience has X amount of people. You can, you know, promote your book. You can, you know, do whatever you want. Mm. that is a system. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this to facilitate my own self-development, my own self-growth. And dude, that's literally what humans 2.0 is. Like I didn't, I didn't start this to build my brand or to build my influence or even build my business or anything like that. I, I'm literally doing this for the selfish reason of myself of just constantly talking to these people, constantly learning, constantly immersing myself uh, by association. Like I've met, you know, the people that I've interviewed, like, I've met, I've met a ton of them and it's, it's crazy. Like next month I have, uh, like, like an in-person interview up here in Boston with one of the world's top 10, like billionaire philanthropists. And it's just like, wow. dude, it's crazy, man. And, and like, I'm not, I'm not somebody special. You know, I don't think that it necessarily requires a certain skill to be, to be doing what I'm doing, but it's just like the willingness to continuously fall and get back up and fall and get back up. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you take a look at what I'm doing on social media or on LinkedIn, but it's like, dude, I have almost a daily podcast. I, I post basically daily on LinkedIn. Yes. And if you take a look at my content, man, it's, it's not stuff that's like, yo, dude, check out these, you know, top five hacks of not you know, how to, how to grow this. I'm talking about stuff that I don't really see a lot of people talking about. It's like yeah. that real deep human stuff. And when you do that every day, Warren, you're constantly putting yourself in the system. You're constantly exposing yourself. You're letting everyone else take a look at, you know, you know, look at this kid constantly failing, uh, you know, hitting his head on the ground again and again and again. And that's all I've been doing, man. I've just been doing this. And then eventually, you know, something good happens. Eventually you get lucky and like you get this major client or you end up you know, like getting featured on Forbes or you end up just getting lucky one out of the 10,000 times. But that's really how I did it, man. And here's the thing. I want to say this. Like there were so many moments where I, like I wanted to quit. Mm. And when I, when I say that, like, I'm not talking about like the podcast, like I'm not saying like, I'm not like, I don't think the podcast is something hard to do. Like, sure. Yeah. There's a decent amount of work that goes into it, but it's like podcasting, even running a business. It's not necessarily super difficult even though in a way it is super 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 hard yeah but it's like this man um but it's like this like i i honestly truly 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 believe that you know when i look back at my life and i you know in 10 years and i'm like man you know when i'm like a 30 year old or i'm like 40 and i'm like dude look what the, look at what this 21 year old you know kid was doing it's just like that to me is the like the ultimate ultimate reward and, and how much impact I can bring on other people, man. And, you know, here's the reality right now I'm using my business. I'm using my platform on podcasting and on social media as simply as vehicles. They're not my goals, but they're simply to take me where I need to be in the future. Because listen, man, like, you know, Warren, we, we talked about this in our first call, like, dude, I'm, I'm genuinely out here, like trying to change the world. Um, I'm trying to tackle something super, super hard, like mental health. And, you know, I don't have, I don't have any of the solutions, but it's like, if I can put myself in this vehicle that will get me in front of the right people, learn the right things, always be there. 
I think I have a pretty good shot at it, man. And, you know, that's really what I'm all about, man. So I'm not like a, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a business person. I'm not a podcast host. Like I'm just a, a down to earth human being that, you know, cares about a few things and I'm just trying to advance, you know, human potential. And that also includes myself because I have so many mistakes. I have so many failures. Um, like I, like I said, like I fall down on my face every day. Um, sometimes I want to throw in the towel, but I make sure to always pick that towel back up. Um, I make mistakes. Like I, I, sometimes there's moments where everything feels like it's against me and life sucks, but it's just like, those are the very moments that are actually going to make your success be worth it. Cause it's like, when you look back at those times, like when I look back, like what you said about the journal and like when I had just started, like, dude, I'm so proud of. Of, of younger Mark. And it's like, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't think I was successful today, even if I had X amount of dollars, X amount of followers, so, X amount of, um, you know, whatever, right. And it's like, I, I think the end game is just like, um, you know, what do you what do you do for other people? How are you growing every day? For sure. I know that was kind of long winded. I don't even know if I answered your question, but oh, that's completely fine, man. You gave so much in that bit, and I, it's a couple of things I just want to talk about. That you so first mm -hmm. you started with with your entrepreneurial journey, and you you really got into you know what that meant for you and how you started a, quite a few businesses, and and how you allowed your failures to propel you, and and it's just awesome hearing that from you because um, for me, even just with my life, and again, I'm, I'm hearing you talk about the different things that you bring up. Is, is also motivating and inspiring to myself because it makes me feel as though I'm on the right path and the things that I've been doing are, you know, are actually in alignment with finding success. And so, you know, you talk about, you know, you, you, you started your entrepreneurial journey from the age of 12. That's really, for me, honestly, when I started as well, my father was an entrepreneur, he was a business owner. Um, so he had a landscaping company. I started working for him when I was about nine years old. I became a quote unquote full-time employee at, at 12. And we did literally, my dad had a niche market. Um, he had cornered the market. What he did was um, his landscaping company, what they did was they went out to Tampa, Miami. They would have anywhere from three to four trucks with 16 to 20 foot trailers on them. And they would dig up palm trees, anything from Queens, Washingtonians, Rubellinis, Sables, whatever it was. And they would load up their trucks with these palm trees. And then we would take these trailers full of palm trees, go into subdivisions. And we literally for 40 hours a week, every week would just knock on doors, go door to door and selling these palm trees right off the back of the truck and putting them in the ground, dude. And that's what I did from the time I was like 12 all the way till I was about 19. Um, so hearing you talk about the different things that you went through in your entrepreneurial journey and how you got here from the constant failures and the propel. And so even for me, you know, with my story, um, again, like, during that time, even working with my dad, that made me entrepreneurial was having to go mm. and make sales. Um, I very much like yourself, I started a couple of different businesses from the time I was 12 all the way up till I was about 19. And I failed a lot. I failed a lot. But it was amazing because all of those things, like you said, it gave me the ability to continue to propel myself forward, um, even with the failure. And then you also mm. talked about how you used your podcast as like a form of mentorship for yourself, almost in a sense. Mm. And it's really awesome to hear you say that because literally, I kid you not, that the whole um, basis of me starting Passion Playbook was because very much like yourself, like I was, I was realizing that the different mentors that I had in my life, because I would, the mentors that I was seeking, I'm very much like yourself. Like I'm not trying to find people that could just give advice. I'm trying to find people right. that have experience and what it is that I'm trying to do for myself. And that are these ind individuals that I surrounded myself with, I made sure that these individuals had 
great values as well. They weren't just good businessmen. They were great fathers, great husbands, great, you know, just all, all around good men. And so mm. um, when I realized like, wow, I'm gaining all of this information, having these conversations with my mentors. And a lot of times I was recording these conversations so that I could go back and listen to it again and take notes. And I realized, I was like, wow, I already have a podcast. Why don't I just share the information that I'm learning from these individuals with people who like myself? Because like you said, um, before you started your journey, you didn't even really know what entrepreneurship, the word was or, or, or <laughs> perspective was or mind shift set or mind shift changing was. And that was very much myself as well like when I first started I didn't even know where to start I literally had no idea mm. I just started I picked up a book and I started reading and then I ended up having a couple conversations that led me down my journey and so mm. really in the same way that you know you use the podcast for self, very selfish reasons in terms of like trying to figure out and learn all the things that you know you need to learn to keep moving forward that's almost kind of what it is for me but at the same time you know you know that by having the podcast, it also serves as a platform for others to learn while you learn as well. And that's, mm. and for me, very much so the biggest reasons of why I started my podcast. And then you talked about, you know, again, you started to mention, you know, how your failures propelled you forward and how you use that momentum to keep you going forward. So if you don't mind kind of talking about, you know, using the momentum of your failures um, and, and pushing forward, and then so how that kind of led you to understand that you were passionate about this because you talked about, you know, throwing in the towel, but you always picked it back up. And I can definitely relate to that because that's been, I mean, as an entrepreneur, it's probably the hardest part. Like you said, it's simple, but it's hard. Like once you know how to put the structure in play and how to create what is necessary to have a functioning business, it's not difficult, but it is difficult. Um, so can you just kind of just talk to us a little bit about how you use all of that, the momentum mm. of your, of the, of the, or the propelling of your failures and, and yeah. really figured out that you were passionate about this. Yeah, so uh, a great quote from my friend, uh, Dov Barron, who I highly recommend you have on your show. He says that, you know, passion is not the goal. Passion is not the means to an end. But passion is simply a vehicle in which your purpose rides in. And what? yeah, I know, super powerful. And it's like when you, when you view it, from that perspective, to me, the failures, to me, all the crap that has gone on in my life and is going on in my life, you know, the real asset, the real advantage um, of what I have learned, I think would be really beneficial for people to learn from is like, it's all about focus. And what I mean by that is this, the sole determiner of your success in whatever area, whatever you're trying to do in the world is just simply what you do from the moment you wake up until you go to bed. And like what I would urge people is like, you know, Warren, when I was starting out on my journey and things were super difficult and things still are very difficult. Like if things were not difficult for me today, I don't think I'd be doing the right thing, but mm -hmm. it's the ability to, you know, wake up and like literally just like pull out a piece of paper and be like, you know, hey, Mark, at, at, at 5 a.m., you're going to wake up in, uh, in gratitude because that's been shown to reprogram your brain. You know, at 5.30, you're going to meditate. At 6 o'clock, you're going to do yoga. At 6.30, you're going to go to the gym. At, at 7, you're going to you know, eat breakfast that is filled with healthy, nutritious food after breakfast. 
you know, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And then after that, you're going to go, I don't know, drink a, a green tea with coconut oil and go for a walk and look mm-hmm. back on your schedule to figure out how you're going to conceptualize and plan for the rest of the day. After you're done doing that, do this thing, do that thing, do that, that, this, this. And it's like, that is what the entire game is all about, man. Mm-hmm. That is how you consistently, consistently keep moving forward, man. Like the number one thing that I can say is like, I literally have this quote on my phone background and it's a quote from Martin Luther King. And he says, even if I knew that tomorrow the world would go to pieces, I would still plant my apple tree. And it's like, what I learned, man, is that the entire game is all about building a compelling future for yourself. And the only way that you get there is by first coming to peace with the past, but then also just like 95% focus in the present moment. Um, and so it's like, that's what I think the game is all about, man. Like no matter what you're trying to do, no matter what kind of struggles and no matter what kind of issues you have, the entire game is about what you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you, you, you go back. And it's like this, like, you know, our, our mutual friend, JT McCormick, yep. he often says, it's like, you know, you know, when he, like, when he asks himself, like when he gets introspective and he's like, you know, why did my dad do this? What, you know, why don't I know, why don't I know where my last name comes from? Why was my dad a, a pimp? Why was my mama an orphan? Why was I this? Why was I that? Nothing changes. And it's like, you can't change the past. You can't change what happened yesterday. You can't change how you acted 10 years ago. But what you can change is the next five minutes, the next five hours, the next day, the next two days. And it's like, that is simply in which the framework of what, you know, in which you do. And that's what I began to discover, man. And it's like, there were so many times, man, where I was eating crap and I was surrounded with so many problems personally in relationships and, and, and new problems that I, that I didn't even know how to deal with. And I still don't really know how to deal with, but it's like the ability to get up every single day and have that present and future moment, that vision to be able to say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this thing in the next hour. I'll do this. That is really what it takes because all of those days, all of those little habits, all of those choices, you know, where you say, Hey, instead of, you know, uh, watching an hour of Netflix, I'm going to go and, um, try to get a client for my business or instead of grabbing those pop tarts, I'm going to go for, you know, I don't know the banana. And it's like all those little moments, man. Uh, somebody I interviewed, James clear, New York times, bestselling author of atomic habits, like one of the fastest read books in our, in like in history, he says that every action you take is a vote of who you want to be in the future. And all of those little things, man, what I realized looking back at it now and seeing the small success that I've had, all of those little things, all those little moments, those were like the little stairs. Those were the steps that actually led me into these monumental heights. And all the same people that I've interviewed that have accomplished unfathomable things, it's the same exact thing. And so what I genuinely would implore people to do is just like, you know, now that you know why, you know, you're not running away from the pain. You're not running away from the truth. Um, you're taking care of your health. You're uh, approaching the thing that you love, passion, and using that as a vehicle to your purpose because that can change. And then just documenting your day, uh, surrounding yourself with other people. Just look at your calendar, see what you're doing. 
you know, um, for me, like I literally have my calendar, like everything that I'm doing, like in a, in a half hour basis, like I'm doing this, 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 that, then and I'm going to transport here. I'm going to come over here. That to me really is like the key to success. And that will be the framework in which, you know, my show is called humans 2.0. You create that other version of yourself. You create that version 2.0 of yourself. Man, honestly, Mark, man, it, it, it is crazy to hear you talk about these things. And, and especially when you bring up the fact that um, you talk about the, this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs don't really talk about, um, the, the little habits, the little things. And it's the collection or the accumulation of the little things, doing the little things right and, and, con and making sure that you're consistently doing the little things right so that they build up to the big things and that you eventually find success. I mean, that, that is just something that, you know, you don't hear a lot. You, you hear a lot of the big success. You hear a lot of the, a lot of the, the online marketing, a lot of the, the different tools and things that were used in the process for entrepreneurs to become successful, but you don't hear a lot about the small hat, like doing the small things and making sure that you're doing them right and doing them consistently. That, I mean, again, I, I love that you're talking about this because it just really gives more of an idea in terms of what is what is needed to become an entrepreneur, what is necessary in order to find success as an entrepreneur. Um, so kind of just backtracking just a little bit here, Mark, um, I want you to talk about, because a lot of times people can hear the successes and the stories of individuals that may come onto a podcast and they'll think, oh, well, you know, that can't be me. But, uh, when Mark started, he had, he had all of the tools and resources that he needed when he started. So one of the questions that I like to ask, <laughs> if you can kind of just tell me about, and even though I know as an entrepreneur, that more than likely isn't true. Some people do have that mindset. So if you could kind of just talk a little bit about when you first started your journey and you were getting ready to get into business and you knew you were passionate and you were you know, ready to start trying to achieve more, what kind of, what tools and resources did you have at your disposal at that time? Yeah, man. So honestly, like, you know, there's that famous quote of, you know, whether you think you can or can't, you're right either way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the moment of the reality that the, that person, whoever's thinking that just realizes that, you know, it, it doesn't matter what's going on in objective reality. If they genuinely think that, then they're just simply not cut out for this. They may cut, they may get there when they're 50 years old, but, you know, I think everyone is exactly where they are for their own reason. Um, but on the flip side of that, what I will say is that um, uh, this author, uh, New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Rick Hansen, wrote a lot of, uh, a lot of popular books. And he has this great, and I've had the pleasure of interviewing him. And he has this great quote. And it's, you know, um, a desire or a striving of something often doesn't begin unless there is an experience that happens with that certain thing. And it's like, I know a lot of us, you, you don't even know where to start. You don't even know what to do unless you experience something that is sort of similar. And so what I would tell that person is just like, you just need to do something new. You need to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Mm. You need to go skydiving. You need to go, um, you know, just like approach this single-mindedly, man, because that is really the, the determining factor, man. Like, like the matter of fact is like people podcasts, you know, like I think podcasts are a great way because you get to take a look at other people's dialogue 
but it's like the moment when you understand that you know the real success factor is really what happens when this audio shuts off what happens what do you do well, it takes a little bit longer than others but just like the moment you realize that nobody's going to do this for you you have to do it for yourself you know not the people that love you the most not your parents but just you and even on top of that kind of going back to what i said of you know your your kids are going to look at what you're doing right now through technology even if they're not even born yet and it's just like when you understand that how you know how can you not get started so i would just say like try to read books try to listen to podcasts try to you know do you know weird um fanatic things that work for you or even don't work for you wow okay i love that man really and so mark um first of all i want to thank you for coming on being so vulnerable and so transparent about your life and the different things that you've experienced throughout your journey and and how far you've come um thank you for coming on here man and really sharing wisdom with us um, I got a couple little wrap-up questions for you before we get out of here, if you don't mind. And one of which is, for those that are listening that maybe uh, have a similar passion or wanting to go down a similar path in terms of entrepreneurship, what parting advice would you give that individual? Yeah, so I think this works for everyone just trying to do anything in the world, whether they're entrepreneurial or not. Number one is take 100,000% responsibility. Number two, take action. Number three, just find a way. And that will never do you wrong. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate having you on, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Passion Playbook Podcast. I am so grateful to have had Mark Metry on this episode, and I'm looking forward to sharing more amazing content from other passion-driven individuals like him. If you want more information on how to connect with me or learn more about some of my other platforms, you can find all of that info and links in the comments section below. Thank you for tuning into the Passion Playbook Podcast and looking forward to having you back.